This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. No real names are used. It's secondhand story time. Hi, I'm Will Kistler, and welcome to episode 13 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. Today I'm joined by my longtime friend Nathan, and he tells about a woman scorned. Please enjoy. Alright, so today I'm here with my buddy Nathan. Nathan, say hello. Hello. Uh, Nathan's one of my friends from way back. Uh, we grew up together, and today he has a story for us. Alright. Before we get started, this is a secondhand story, right? You weren't there and didn't witness this personally? That is correct. All right, great. Well, whenever you're ready, uh, go ahead and get started. Okay, this story comes to me by, um, by a guy who uh, I work with at, uh, at Western Kentucky University. His name's Dan, and uh, he's, he's been known to tell a tale or two, usually about high school. We have no way of verifying these, so these stories need to be taken with a grain of salt. He likes to um, kind of... Uh, Puff up his chest. He likes to uh, show off how how great he is with the ladies. Okay, so maybe he's not like in pathological liar territory, but he might be exaggerating a little. Yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely grain of salt territory. Okay, good good to know. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's pretty much par for the course on on the show. So no problems there. Yeah, yeah. So um, Dan is. Not exactly the most attractive of fellows. He's uh, a little bit overweight. He's um, going prematurely bald. Um, okay, so he's like a college student age. Yes, yes. Uh, Dan, I think he, he just turned 21 last year. Okay, so yeah, there's a little premature for balding to be taken on. Yeah, it's it's a little bit young for the bald. Um, but, you know, it happens. Can't fault him for his genes. But uh, he's, he's also a very... Um, very religious guy. He'll come into work. He'll be wearing um, uh, such and such first Christian church uh, t-shirts. Okay, and those are those are pretty prominent in in Kentucky. Yes, belt buckle of the Bible Belt. Um, not not hugely out of place. No, not necessarily. Um, but he gives off this this uh, this outward appearance of being a very religious fellow. But uh, if you get to know him, he's He's not exactly uh, a, a strict follower of the tenets of the good book. Not on the pious path, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he, he really tries to show uh, the rest of us how cool he is and how how many ladies he's been with and how much they really love him. So anyway, this uh, story is the the first real girlfriend that, uh, that Dan had. Um, he was uh, 18. In high or seventeen, eighteen in high school, right? And this girl was uh, somewhat older than him. She was uh, twenty-one and going to Western at the time. Okay, and that, that's always kind of exciting for an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I guess you kind of feel like uh, you're something special uh, because this older girl who could have any guy she wanted on campus. These older, more sophisticated college guys. Exactly. Especially going from college to high school. Yes. That's a big, big gap as far as coolness goes. Exactly. So, so anyway, they, uh, they go out, they, um, 
apparently get intimate. Um, they have uh, have some fun, and uh, about a week to two weeks into um, the fun having, she starts telling Dan that she loves him. And uh, Dan, being an 18-year-old, um, <laughs> flips out uh, and, <laughs> and recoils from this because, you know, that's... Yeah, you're 18. You don't want to hear that. Not not after a week and a half. Exactly. And, like, I, I have known 18-year-olds who have... Uh... Who've said that to each other? Yes, and they were like people who dated for the previous three years. Yeah, yeah, like high school sweethearts. Yeah, at that point it's kind of expected, but you know, not after a week and a half of of something you could call like a fling. Exactly, a, to- a torrid love affair. <laughs> exactly. So um, Dan starts thinking that he should maybe get the hell out, and he eventually does call off the whole deal. So after he's called it off, he starts getting um, threatening phone calls or, or hang-ups. Um, he gets emails from her that uh, both you know, want him back and uh, berate him for being a terrible person and blah, blah, blah. Okay, and there's, I'm sure... Email, it's easy to tell who it is, but phone, there should still probably be no question about who's doing the calling. Oh, yes. He he knows uh, who it's coming from. So Dan is um, still going to high school, and uh, he's, he's driving. And for some reason, he has a bunch of um, clothes in the back of his car. And uh, he comes out of high school one day and finds that uh, his car has been broken into. He was never clear on whether it was actually broken glass or whether he just left it unlocked. And uh, the clothes are missing from the back of his car. And um, he he knows immediately who's taken them. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. So um, he apparently knows the roommate of the, uh, the girl down at Western. And so... Sh- he gets in touch with her. He gets the the roommate's boyfriend to go along with him to get into the room to get his clothes back because maybe it had sentimental value or maybe it's just his entire laundry basket. I don't know. I mean, if I lost a uh, what anyone would consider a good amount of clothes, I would really be hurting in the wardrobe department. Yeah. So I could see where you would just want him back. And just for the principle of your stuff got taken. Yeah. And it's yours, you know? <laughs> exactly. I, I can um, see where he's coming from on this one. Yeah, so so anyway, um, they wait until the uh, the girl is, is gone. And uh, they get into the dorm room. And he gets in there and he sees that all of his clothes have been piled up on, um, on the girl's bed. But they clearly have a, a depression in the middle where someone has been sleeping. Oh. So <laughs> so um for the for the week that she had had the clothes, this girl had been nesting like some sort of badger in <laughs> this pile of clothes. That's really that's that's very creepy. <laughs> so I I I don't know what whether it was um the, the need to get all of uh, Dan's 
musk off of the clothes, <laughs> some sort of poor hygiene or laziness or severe depression. But um, yeah, that's that's um, he's he probably dodged a bullet there. Yeah, that's a. Uh... You know, a lot of people may say things like, I love you prematurely, mm-hmm. and be 100% sane. Yeah. But in this case, that clearly wasn't wasn't what was going on. No. No, I, I think it was one of those, I love you, and maybe someday I want to wear your skin <laughs> as a jacket uh, kind of deals. Uh, that actually reminds me of uh, something one of my friends told me, and this is fairly short. Okay. But he was living with a girl after college who was his girlfriend, and she just got crazier and crazier and crazier. And he called it off, too. But mm-hmm. he was also living with her, which added a whole new dimension of, you know, scariness. Yeah. And she started to get, uh, she started to get threatening. Yeah? And, like, there were death threats made. <laughs> One day he, uh, he told me he was, like, in, hiding in his closet with his door locked. Because he heard her coming down the stairs while she was sleeping, because he was in a separate room at this point. And he was hiding because he was afraid <laughs> she would break down the door and, like, try and stab him. Wow. So eventually he he called this off, like, completely and moved out. And uh, she just flipped her lid. And he was going to pick up some of his stuff with a friend. And he arrived to see that she was throwing it all out of the window. Everything that was his. Oh, that's, that's kind of a, a comical moment. That's kind of a, a movie moment there. It is, but it gets better. Because uh, she comes up to the window once she sees he's there uh, with this big box of files. And these are like all the important files you could think of that you need. Like uh, his pay stubs that detail how much he made last year. His tax forms. Yeah. His insurance papers. Um, like the title to his car. It's like his uh, his little filing cabinet, yeah. basically. Yeah, your life. And so she opens it and throws it straight down. And he, he runs to like try and get his papers. Mm-hmm. And while he's collecting these, he happens to glance up. And he sees the kitchen table start to inch out <laughs> of the window. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's lucky he did that because he ran away. And moments after, it crashed down to the to the ground. My goodness. And uh, he believes firmly that she set a trap for him. I, you know, I believe it. Yeah. You lure him close, and then you dump the hot oil on him. Exactly. Or the kitchen table. In this case, the uh, the furniture. <laughs> and so lucky for him, he got away with no problem. But Goodness. it sounds like kind of a similar level of craziness. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you roll the dice and get lucky, and sometimes you roll the dice and get crazy. Yeah, well, it sounds like Dan certainly got crazy. Yeah, yeah, it, it hasn't gotten much better for him. Um, well, some of them don't make any sense at all, so... Right. Well, I may have to put you on uh, on Dan Watch, where if he comes in to work and says anything especially amazing... I can do that. Yeah, I would like if if you could report, maybe periodically. Dan Watch 09? Uh, yeah, so let's plan on that. All right. But... Anyway, thank you for sharing this story. Um, no problem. It was certainly a good one. And uh, yeah, I'll be sure to pass it around. Thanks so much. And that wraps up this week's story. Thanks again to Nathan for coming on and sharing it. If you like this story, head on over to our website, secondhandstorytime.com. There you can leave a comment or submit your own story for possible inclusion in the podcast. While you're there, you can listen to all of our old episodes as well as subscribe to automatically receive new episodes in the future. 
Check out our Twitter account, see our musician Gummery, and take a look at our license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. Other ways to get in touch with me are by leaving a voicemail at 206-338-3225 or emailing will at secondhandstorytime.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll have another episode next week.